Hello friends and welcome to another episode of She, a sex-positive feminist podcast where we discuss the highs, lows, and nuances of being a liberated woman. What is up my dudes? I hope everybody is hanging in there. I know things have been super fucking rough. This whole year is just rough. Um, I wish we could just start over, control, delete, get a fresh start. We cannot do that, but I hope everybody is maintaining their sanity. Um, I know that California recently shut everything back down, and I have several friends in California, and they're kind of upset about having to go back inside. Um, Meanwhile, I'm here in Missouri, and our governor is like, it's fine if kids get COVID. Fuck you, Mike Parsons. Also, I'm super peeved about the fact that um, multiple people have been uh, arrested in regards to, um, Breonna Taylor's murder, and none of them are the police who actually murdered her, um, so still, you know, any day now, any day now would be a good fucking day, good fucking time to, uh, arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor, we would fucking love that. So I know I say this about every single episode, but this episode is extra fucking special because we are doing a series on intersectionality. Now, if you don't know what intersectionality means, I will explain it to you. Intersectionality is a way of understanding social relations by examining intersecting forms of discrimination. So essentially what this is, is it's acknowledging that social systems are complex and that different forms of oppression can be present in a single person's life, i.e. people are oppressed for being black, people are oppressed for being fat, people are oppressed for being women, people are oppressed for their sexual orientation, The list goes on and on and on and on and on. Intersectionality is about understanding and addressing all of the potential factors in which a person or groups of people's health and well-being can be hindered. The reason why it's really important to practice intersectionality is because of the fact that Most often when people are fighting for things like social justice, um, human rights, equal rights, people are only talking about the facet of that that is directly affecting them personally. Um, Like with me, I am a woman, therefore I am a feminist, but I'm an intersectional feminist. There's a difference between feminism and intersectional feminism. Because I am a white woman, I'm a white able-bodied young woman, I do have privilege. I am not oppressed for the color of my skin. I am not oppressed by my age. I am not oppressed because I'm an able-bodied white woman. So the only facet of this that I have to worry about is my gender, which I do, I, I am oppressed for, but I can't just ignore all of the other facets of things because some people say an older, disabled, black woman. Yes, she's a woman, so people would think that we're on the same playing field, but we're not due to the fact that she also faces things like ageism and ableism and racism, other things, other facets of this, other facets of oppression that I personally don't have to deal with in my day-to-day. Volume one in our series about intersectionality is going to be about fat phobia. Now, as a person who is not fat, I am of average size. Um, 
I do not personally have to deal with fat phobia, but it is very important for us to talk about it and recognize that it is a serious problem. Three years ago, my friend was diagnosed with PCOS. Her OBGYN informed her that she would have less pain if she were to lose weight. She was diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. She would have several instances where she would go in for a doctor's visit and say, I am in so much pain, like what do I do? And her gynecologist was just like, oh, if you lose weight, you'll feel better. Three years later, now in 2020, she just had surgery to remove a cyst that was giant and had been there the entire time. Her doctor had put in her chart that she had a cyst on her ovary, but she didn't tell her that she had the cyst on her ovary. And so the cyst grew over a period of three years and it got so terrible and so painful for her that she couldn't, she couldn't wear pants. She couldn't move. She couldn't do anything without feeling an immense amount of pain and that is an example of medical fat phobia it is certainly not the first and last time this has ever or will ever happen there's a problem when overweight people are denied the medical care that they need due to the fact that they are overweight and because this happens at a much higher frequency than one would think Fat phobia actually worsens medical conditions. And if you're thinking, Katie, being fat is unhealthy, you are actually incorrect, my friend. Because health and weight are not the same thing. Weight is not an accurate representation of health. Everyone is built differently. Some people are taller. Some people are shorter. Some people have wider, broader bone structure. Some people have petite bone structures. And... What a healthy weight is to one person is not healthy for another person. I chain smoke cigarettes, drink excessive amounts of coffee, and consume a ridiculous amount of Flaming Hot Cheetos on a more than regular basis. And yet, nobody comes up to me and tells me that I'm unhealthy. Nobody comments on my selfies and... and, and says, wow, you're unhealthy. Nobody tells me, hey, you need to lose weight. In fact, people often tell me that I look healthy, which obviously is untrue considering the fact that I have several unhealthy habits. But you wouldn't know that I'm unhealthy or that I have unhealthy habits unless you knew me personally. So why is it that when we see an overweight person, we automatically assume that they are unhealthy? You know what else is fat phobic? Talking about unhealthy and healthy food. I know that that sounds kind of radical, but everybody has had a moment where they go to a party, they go to an event, they go somewhere, maybe they're just at home and they get a craving and they want to eat a piece of fucking cake and they're like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this cake. I really just shouldn't be eating this. That's fat phobic. Diet culture is fat phobic, but we aren't ready to have that conversation evidently. You tell me what you think is healthier. Eating the piece of cake when your body is telling you that you want cake or depriving your body of the things that it's craving, starving yourself, fasting for days, not consuming the amount of calories that your body truly needs to thrive, which 
which is healthier? It's really simple. Just eat the fucking piece of cake. What are you worried about? Are you worried about, are, are you worried about gaining weight? Are you worried about getting fat? Why? These are questions we need to be asking ourselves. Eat what you want to fucking eat. Eat what your body is telling you it needs. If you feel great after eating a fucking Big Mac, that's cool. That's on you. If you feel really great after eating a salad, that's cool. That's on you. But don't let fat phobia be an influence or a motive in what you decide to eat. Okay? You're the only person who has to live your life. So you may as well fucking enjoy it. I don't give a fuck if you decide to eat the whole fucking cake, babe. Eat the whole fucking cake. Blow out all the fucking candles and eat the whole fucking cake and celebrate yourself. And if you have a fat friend and they are getting down on themselves about their weight and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so fat. Or they're making a joke and they're like, oh, I'm fat. Or they're just literally just just stating that they're fat. And you respond with, oh my gosh, no, you're not fat. You're so beautiful. Or, oh no, all bodies are beautiful. Those are really fat phobic phrases. The reason why is because when you say all bodies are beautiful, it pushes the narrative that we have to be beautiful in order to be valued as humans. You don't. You don't have to be beautiful in order to be valuable. For some reason, people think that, but you don't. You're, you, you do not exist in this world to be attractive to other people. That is not your purpose for existence. You may not know what your purpose for existence is, but I can tell you and I can bet you 100 per fucking cent that being attractive is not the purpose. Also, just like how health and weight are not the same thing, the adjectives fat and ugly are also not the same thing. Just because someone is fat doesn't mean that they're ugly. Those are not interchangeable adjectives. So when someone's like, yeah, I'm fat, and you're like, oh, you're not fat, you're so beautiful. She's like, I didn't say I wasn't beautiful, I just said it was fat. It's fat phobic to say that in response. Unfortunately, fat phobia starts at a very, 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 very young age. Not only are we teaching children to be fat phobic, but we are also being fat phobic against children. For example, I stumbled uh, upon a post on Facebook a couple days ago and a woman um, posted this thing and it says, I work at a daycare with infants. One of our baby girls is fat in the 99th percentile for her age. She's super cute and sweet. Lately, she's been sick with various breathing issues, so she's been reluctant to take her bottles. Normally, she'll take four ounces of formula at lunch and six ounces in the afternoon. Today, I was lucky to get her to take five all day. There was a substitute covering a lunch break in my classroom today, and we emphasized to her that we need to keep trying to get the baby to drink her bottle until she finished it. And she said, why are you guys so worried about taking her taking her bottle? My coworker replied, that's where all of her nutrients are. She needs the nutrients in the water. To which the substitute replied, but she's so fat, she doesn't need it. Obviously, this is a serious problem. Another person posted, this reminds me of a cousin of mine who ended up with her kids being taken away by, from her by social services for a number of reasons, but mostly for nearly killing her baby daughter. How? By starving her. She insisted that her baby was too fat and had an aim to remove any and all chubbiness so her baby would be thin. She had already been warned by her doctor about the baby not getting enough food, but she insisted she knew best. After several months of this, her baby passed out cold one day and was rushed to the hospital where the doctors found her to have 
severe malnutrition, a low body temperature, and low pulse rate. They asked my cousin what she'd been feeding her daughter, and she said one bottle of skimmed milk a day. I don't want her growing up fat. Even after nearly killing her daughter, my cousin maintained her view that fat equals bad and ended up with all of her kids taken from her because she was starving them and neglecting them. Once this story was posted, other people started chiming in with similar stories about babies being starved or evaluated as overweight. We're teaching our children to be fat phobic. We're teaching them that that if they have a little bit of extra fat on their body, they're going to be ostracized and, and undervalued. In fact, the average onset age for anorexia is 16 to 22 years old. For bulimia, it's 14 to 22 years old. And for binge eating, it's 17 to 32. Can you imagine being a 16, 14, or 17-year-old and feeling so unhappy with your body that you want to starve yourself or that you want to purge or that you have such an unhealthy relationship with food that the only thing that makes you feel better is is to binge and for those people who say i'm not being fat phobic i just want people to be healthy and i'm tired of people glorifying obesity nobody's glorifying obesity here like like nobody's trying to do that we're all just trying to be comfortable in our own skin recently i also saw another post about um this man was he was enraged at the fact that um athletic wear companies were were making more inclusive sizing and that he was like oh i guess we're just gonna glorify obesity now by making leggings for fat girls and it's just like how do you expect them to attain your ridiculous body standard goal that you have set for them if they don't work out like are now you're getting mad at them because they want to be able to wear leggings literally any time that fat people ask for things to be more inclusive people are like well then why don't you just lose weight why don't you just lose weight if you want to be able to wear leggings to the gym and god forbid fat people dress how they want to dress holy shit it's hot outside it's it is summer right now and i cannot imagine what it would be like to try to go outside in an outfit that you feel really fucking cute in and then people staring at you and making comments about your weight wear the fucking crop top boo wear the booty shorts wear whatever the fuck you want we're literally not trying to glorify obesity we're all just trying to be comfortable in our own skin and yes being healthy is important feeling good is important but again, weight is not an accurate representation of health. I know plenty of thin people who all they do is shovel fast food and cocaine and whiskey into their bodies. And everybody just assumes that they are healthy because they are thin. Thinness is not an indication of health. Take Lizzo, for example. I don't know. I fucking love Lizzo. I don't know if you guys follow her on social media. She's amazing. She works out every fucking day she exercises every day she eats well and she has said multiple times to people who are like oh are you trying to work out to get skinny she is not trying to work out to get skinny she's trying to work out to be healthy and feel good again 
you don't have to be thin in order to be valuable. You don't have you shouldn't have to be thin in order to feel worthy and in order to feel beautiful and in order to feel comfortable in your own skin. If you're being good to your body, if you feel good, if you're energized, if your body's hydrated, it doesn't f- fucking matter what you what you look like on the outside or how much you weigh. Like if you feel good, that good on you, bitch. You are living your best fucking life and you should be celebrated. The message that I'm trying to convey here today is let people live. If they're doing good, they're feeling good, they're doing a good job, living their best life, leave them alone. If you see if you see a fat girl on Instagram post a selfie like I am a bad bitch, and your first instinct is to comment on it and tell her that she's glorifying obesity, then you're a giant sack of shit and you can get fucked. Not only that, but fat phobia causes like severe medical issues, severe health issues. And if you have a doctor who is super adamant about telling you that your issue is your weight and that you need to lose weight before they either give you a diagnosis or help give you treatment for something that you're dealing with, Look into it. Are you guys ready? For a little segment I like to call Shit Men Say. This man decided to say this to me publicly on my Facebook account. I had posted a selfie. I was feeling myself. I looked fucking awesome. And um, some dude on a fake account, which I'll explain later, decided to um, make a comment and... It said, <clears throat> Apparently the chick you were with is on her period. Bye. The only way she can orgasm is if she cuts herself. You look like a domestically abused me. I can't tell who actually has worse strokes. You were your hairstylist. Nothing screams edgy and artsy like yellow teeth and a bowl cut. You go, girl. Your hair isn't covering enough of your face for my liking. <laughs> First of all... It's really cute that um, this person felt the need to create a fake account to, I don't know, try to insult me. I don't know why men just, they, they're not understanding the fact that I don't give a fuck about their opinions. I wonder when it's going to sink in. The reason why this person was operating from a fake account is because a few months ago during quarantine, I publicly called them out for being a rapist and a stalker um and over 200 women came forward and there was more than enough evidence to back all of it up so he was bitter um that he was called out for being a fucking rapist and then decided he was going to make a bunch of fake accounts and text me from text app numbers to say things like that because his ego was bruised. Also, I don't usually name drop, but his name is Zachary Hall and he lives in Joplin, Missouri. He's got red hair. He's also got a neck beard. He's a pretty short guy. Definitely radiates little dick energy. Is a rapist. You know, just standard shitty piece of shit person. A lot of people have asked me if I am afraid of him um, finding me and and hurting me or trying to assault me after after publicly outing him as a rapist. But um, the simple fact that he is hiding behind a screen and hiding behind a fake account in order to try 
try to what bully me on the internet with I think those are insults I'm not sure I know 12 year olds who could um come up with better insults than that but that just speaks to the nature of his character and he I'm sure knows that if he were to try to even look at me or if we even cross paths he know he knows he would catch these fucking hands but anyway don't you just love men I am a bad bitch, and I will forever be a bad bitch. And men's opinions of me, well, they're irrelevant. (laughs) Also, there is nothing more exhilarating than um, publicly calling out your local rapist and then everybody validating that. (laughs) Uh, I love the taste of men's tears. Alright guys, it's time for me to wrap this one up, but thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I really appreciate everybody who takes time out of their day to listen to me rant about things that I am passionate about. And again, as always, as per usual, if you guys have any questions, comments, ratings, um, you know, on the scale from 1 to 10, and you want to send me those, you want to send me some shit men say for the pod, you can do that by DMing me at she. S-H-E, pod, P-O-D-X, no special characters, or you can leave me a sweet, sexy voice message to be featured on an episode of my podcast (laughs) via Anchor, and I will put the link in the description. We'll see y'all next time.